In this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. You're not failing. You maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. I'm your host Andy. Uh, I'm a contrivance. No, I've used a contrivance before because I love that word and I just use it all the time. I'm a plot hole and I'm Evan. <laughs> Oh, I feel dirty having said the word plot hole. How do you do? My name's Gavroche. Apparently, I hunt vampires now. And I'm Ronnie. (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to tell by those introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season. We are currently eviscerating the uh, listener-submitted Moonlight, which can be found on CW Seed. And uh, we shit on every show that our listeners suggest to us, which is probably I'm very sorry. Which is probably why we have uh, not a whole lot of listener interaction. Yeah, we scare them <laughs> off. I'm sorry, I'm it's really sorry. I understand. Let me just come out of the gate and say I understand why, uh, with the benefit of nostalgia, someone would feel positively about this show. Because looking back, you always remember the positive things, and there are very interesting positive things about this show. But it is mired in such a such a swamp of other shit. Well, before we deep dive Moonlight, I have uh, a bit. Is it the postponed bit from the last two episodes that have kept so, me in such suspense? So I do have that bit still, and I'm going to get to it, but I have a small bit before that one. I have a pre-bit. No. I have not a pre-bit before the main anymore, bit. You no, I want to postpone the pre-bit. No, I want to the pre-bit. No, no. I got to no. get this off my chest. I'm taking over the podcast. No, I got to get this off my you, chest. I just want to make sure everyone knows. Andy, you, can, you can get pregnant off the pre-bit. Um. You can get pregnant from a free bit. It's true. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but but before before I get into the main bit, which I have postponed twice now, I promise I'm not going to postpone it again. But I have a pre bit. I got to get this off my chest. I need to. Um, this is tough. This is really hard and difficult for me to say. And it's. I've had a lot of. Self-reflection and meditation in the week since the last recording. And in that time of meditation and self-reflection, I've listened to a lot of Critical Role. And I have to apologize (laughs) to Mr. Matthew Mercer and the cast of Critical Role yet again after my emotional i don't want to use the word breakdown but tantrum i guess after my definitely tantrum i was gonna say breakdown feels right but tantrum feels on the nose yeah so i am sorry mr matthew mercer for the things i said that made it into the episode and the things i said that got uh probably wisely removed from uh from from our editor uh ronnie and I, uh, I'm, I apologize to you know Liam and Marissa and Travis and all of them. I apologize to all of the beautiful, wonderful, talented cast of Critical Role. Did you get to the part where they're all pirates now? I have not gotten to the part where they're all pirates now. Okay, uh, I was sure that that would turn you around. They're they're <laughs> they must drown their weasel. That's where yeah, I'm at. Yeah, which sounds like a euphemism. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. The whole cast of Critical Role must drown their weasel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Caduceus is is great. He, he's a welcome sure. addition to the party. And while uh, no one can ever replace Molly Mock Tea Leaf in my heart or... Your fan fiction. I was going to use a different word, but fan fiction probably is a cleaner way of saying what I was about to say. Uh, Were you going to say in your butt? I wasn't going to say in my butt, (laughs) but yeah, basically I was going to say in my butt. (laughs) So I I, I apologize to the cast of Critical Role, and I'm very, very sorry, and I'm sorry to all the critters. As as much as I want you to not get to your... Critical Role is very good. As much as I want you to not get to your full bit for a third week in a row... I don't know if I can like ring out the the sopping wet towel of critical role uh, apology slash hate for a third week in a row. I don't know what jokes I can I can squeeze out of this <laughs> out of this uh, out of this tired tired wet towel. What if we just made this a critical role podcast? What if, what we, if just- we didn't do that? We've spent enough time on the pre-bit. No, we're not. And I know I've postponed this a couple times now, but we should just dive Maybe into it's Moonlight. Not, it's not funny anymore. We should just dive into Moonlight. Third, third time is, that's it. You have you've you can't tell the same joke three times. That's it. I think I, you I'm can only a, tell the I'm joke not, three I'm times. Not, I think that's the one, rule. One, I'm not telling a joke. This is this is true, real life. I'm uh, just the banter that happened. I'm calling a workers strike. I'm refusing <laughs> to continue with the podcast until Andy oh, does. Oh no. Okay. I mean, I guess Ronnie and I are going to carry this one. Yeah, bye. Oh, you're going to do just... like a foley bit of walking away like you're going to like No, like, no horse. horse and rode off. <laughs> Evan is astride his noble steed and has taken his strike elsewhere. Evan's, okay, Evan's, my bit was if you could if you could fuck any single vampire, which one would you want to fuck? From any media? Yeah. Ooh, that's tough. I mean, the the correct answer is Spike. I've never seen Buffy. It's still the right answer. <laughs> um was that bad uh vampire movie with the the guy from The Hobbit in it? Where he turns into a bunch of bats instead of one bat. He was pretty hot. Which guy Ma- from The Hobbit? Martin, Martin Freeman? Freeman? No. No, 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 no. The the guy who played... Ian McKellen? No. Elrond. <laughs> no. Hugo Weaving. The guy who plays... Uh, Thorin? Uh, no. Okay, you said the guy from The Hobbit, and we just named like the five main characters. The guy who shoots characters. the dragon. Oh, Bard. Bard. He was yeah. in the Dracula movie. Yeah, he was in the Dracula movie, and you he was very. You want to fuck him? He was hot in it. Yeah, and okay. I feel like he'd he'd you know, he'd he'd give a little. He, I I do feel like he was a soft Dracula. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a he. He had you know some some strong bottom energy as Dracula. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Stroud is also a good answer. I'd fuck Stroud. That's acceptable. Yeah. How about Ronnie. the uh, how about the uh, the dad from Hotel Transylvania? You know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, granted, granted, it is a children's movie. It is a children's movie. I will acknowledge that. But that dad vampire is like, he's like if Snape was a good guy. He has all like the 
the the gothic like of Snape without like him being horrible. Um, so I have a very important question, Ronnie. <laughs> sure. Is this a Who Framed Roger Rad- Rabbit scenario where like is he still animated? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's got to still. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to get in Uncanny Valley and find out what he looks like if you if you make him into a ma- a human man or a vampire like live action vampire man. It just seems like it'd be a fun time, you know. He's got kids. They're always getting into hijinks. I got kids. You know, we we could get we could you know relate. You have kids, singular. You have one. Ronnie, I have many I mean kids. This, I mean this in the most platonic way possible, but I'd want to watch. <laughs> I mean, I'm, like, I'm just curious at this point. Yeah, I, I, I hope that's not weird for me to no. say, but I don't know. No, it's watch. fine. It's fine. Okay. It is a children's movie. I acknowledge that. But it, uh, yeah. this, this, this man, he is 100% uh, of age, <laughs> which is what matters. Well, we have that kind of like dirty bad oh. boy humor where we kind of like yeah. talk about the Grinch fucking and now we're talking about right. Transylvania. So like, we, you know, that's part of our brand. We're so irreverent. You know? Yes. Evan, are you right, back so part was, of the show that now? That was my bit. I hope it was. Are you a part of the show now, Evan? It. Because I told you about my weird yeah, Hotel Transylvania no, Andy, fantasies. Is this what you wanted? That was not one of my demands, this Ronnie. Is what that you was wanted. not one of the demands of the show. You strike. made Ronnie just air his dirty kinks. This is what you on, wanted. This is what you asked podcast. for. This is the future the liberals this, want. This is on Andy. Andy, this, this is the future liberals <laughs> want. Gays fucking vampires is the future that. Future that liberals want. Hell yeah. Animated vampires. Animated. As as Evan is saying that, I need our, our listeners to know that I'm reaching currently under the bed and pulling out a very large Muppet of uh, the Count from Sesame Street. Oh, no. We don't have one of those. <laughs> nope, With, I see uh, it. I see it on the video. A couple of love bites in it, yeah. <laughs> Wait a yes and, Evan. <laughs> one, Wait, nope. two, three. No. Nobody said they wanted to fuck the count. That I'm a little disappointed, actually. Yeah, yeah. One of us should have brought up that mother. Yeah. All right. I guess we're talking about this show. What's this show about, Evan? Oh, who knows? It's who about vampires knows fucking. Basically. Yeah. Okay. It's about one really horny vampire in particular. Yeah. All right. So we watched episodes nine and ten and eleven and twelve. Uh, episode nine is called. Fleur de Lis. And uh, remember that photographer who he thought was his dead wife, who was he was like, oh, it's not my dead wife. But then we, the audience, were like, oh, my God, it's his dead wife. Yeah, it is his his dead wife. That's the whole episode. Well, they they work on a case together. What is what is Beth doing? She breaks up with her boyfriend, I think, low-key. Like, they don't officially break up, but they have a fight and she leaves, and then I, they're, she and Mick are hanging out, and she's jealous of Mick hanging out with his ex-wife, who's pretending not to be his ex-wife. But, uh, yeah, so Beth is both jealous of this lady and suspects her to be a vampire and Mick's ex-wife, so she... Stabs her in the heart with a stake, and uh, it turns out, oops, she's human. She is, in fact, Mick's ex-wife, but she's human now somehow, and uh, they don't quite manage to kill her. She ends up in the hospital. Episode 10 is called Sleeping Beauty, and this one's mostly about Joseph, which is a nice change of pace. Joseph's the businessman vampire. Uh, This old guy 
hires a hitman to kill Joseph because the old man believes that Joseph killed his daughter like 50 years ago. And it turns out he didn't kill her, at least not on purpose. He tried to turn her into a vampire because he was in love with her and like he did it wrong or something. It just didn't work for some reason. And now she's like in suspended animation, basically. She's like in a vampire coma where she doesn't age. He's just like looking after her. Hitman's trying to kill Joseph and he does not succeed. And uh, I don't know what happens to the comatose girlfriend. Does anybody remember? She just stays in a coma, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. She, she, okay, so there's no resolution to that storyline. Nah. She just stays in a coma. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Joseph is sad about it. Yeah. Uh, episode 11 is called Love Lasts Forever. And there's this gang and uh, Beth's boyfriend, who she's kind of reconciled with, but not really, is like uh, prosecuting these gang members and he gets kidnapped and he conveniently gets shot to death. And Beth is like, oh my God, Mick, turn him into a vampire, please. Don't let him die. And Mick's like, no, tis a cursed life that I live. I cannot do it. And he doesn't do it. And then the boyfriend conveniently dies and now is not an issue. She's uh, single and ready to mingle. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Episode 12 is called The Mortal Cure. Mick is convinced that Coraline, Coraline? They pronounce it Coraline. Coraline. It's spelled like Coraline. Coraline like Neil Gaiman's Coraline, but it, they pronounce but it Coraline. That one's so much better. Coraline. Um, yeah, his ex-wife, who um, is a crazy person, you will recall from the first several episodes that she kidnapped Beth as a child and uh, turned Mick into a vampire against his will, and is just generally a just kind of a very a violent, awful. crazy yeah. person. Yeah, she was temporarily turned mortal by this uh, secret vampire cabal who invented this fake mortality cure during the French Revolution because in this universe, the French Revolution was about humans finding out that vampires existed and killing all the, the bourgeois vampires, apparently. Uh, so all the, the bourgeois vampires got themselves some uh, special jelly or whatever, and it turns them human temporarily so they can pass all of the vampire identification tests. And uh, Coraline used this to turn herself human temporarily. And then Mick's like, ooh, do me, do me, do me. And she turns him human temporarily, and then this secret cabal of vampires is gonna kill him, I guess, because he's mortal now, because they're mad that Coraline turned him into a vampire. Because Coraline's their sister. Oh yeah, she's the, she's also one of the bourgeois French vampires from the French Revolution. Surprise! And that's the show. That's the show. We watched four whole episodes of this show, and you know I gotta ask it, oh Andy. We always start with me. Well, because Evan just yeah, talked a bunch. Oh, okay. And I'm I the did host. just talk a bunch. You did just talk a bunch. You did a very good job talking, dear. Thank you. Um I wanna I wanna point out that Ronnie, the uh the dinner you made tonight looks extravagantly good. Thank I'm a you. Jealous. Thank you. It was very and tasty. And everyone should follow Ronnie's cooking on social media. Ronnie's got a food Instagram. And this show did not do it for me. It is not mm. working. Mm. Very good. Very hey, good. Hey uh hey Ronnie. 
Hey, yeah. This show working for you? Uh, or I guess these episodes, I'm sorry. These episodes, yeah. These these, episodes these four episodes. Yeah. Uh, of, we have format we stick to. Yeah, these four episodes of uh, of Moonlight. I fucking loved these four episodes of Moonlight. This show is <laughs> rules. How did we switch? This show rules. <laughs> What's happening? Anymore? I was so into these four episodes. Everything about I was them. So lonely last week. There was week. not an episode that fell flat for me. Every time something felt like it wasn't working, it said, "Hey, here's why it is working." And I said, "Okay, show. Okay, I'll take it." Definitely Ronnie's works back. for me. L- Ladies and gentlemen, Ronnie's variations back. thereupon. Ronnie is back. Evan. Uh, yeah, Ronnie. These four episodes of CBS and now the CW Seeds Moonlight. Uh, did they work for you? No, I'm sorry. They did not. That's at all. fine. I didn't enjoy them one little bit. That's fine. I'll stand over here on my island all by myself. Loving this yeah. show. I was there last we week, were, yeah, Well, we were like kind of all over the map last week. We were both kind of like, eh. And it, Andy was like, eh. And, uh. Yeah, I did yeah. not. I did not like the yeah. last four. But these four. I liked them. I enjoyed them. I'm glad somebody did. Ronnie, you want to hit us with some positives? Yeah, lead us in with some positives. Go right for it. I would love to hit you with some positives because I I love to hear myself talk and I have no negatives because this show fucking rules. Let's talk about... (laughs) uh, I like the role reversal in episode nine of like, you know, episodes previous before Beth was in on the Coraline Coraline, uh, heat. Um, where Mick was trying to constantly find out what what the deal was, there was a little bit of role reversal where Beth was now very suspicious because you know she knows that Coraline kidnapped her. She like that had that memory has occurred to her, um, and Mick was totally you know looking to help her and stuff like that. And like she's not Coraline. Coraline was a vampire. The Joseph centric episode was very good. I like sad. Joseph, like, as much as, like, I've enjoyed, like, party boy, like, playboy Joseph, like, seeing what he's doing all that for was interesting, of just seeing, like, all of the the sadness that he's had in his life, that he's just, like, trying to hide with lots and lots of women and gambling and stuff like that. Um, It's, like, it shows what he... Like what he's doing it all for, like what his whole like conglomerate is in in Los Angeles, like keeping keeping his uh his his comatose girlfriend alive, and also just like trying to to put that in the rear view, so to speak. In episode eleven, which is the which which I I liked. That's the episode where uh, Josh, Beth's boyfriend, uh, gets killed. He get he gets offed. By the by, the cartel, um, it I don't know. It just had stakes. Like we don't see shows this often where like, and I know you could argue that Josh is not really like a main character, but like he is he is very integral to the plot, and he just dies. So the the reason that 
I was very displeased with that is because it seems like... Displeased? Displeased, Evan? It sounds like you're going to do a negative. And I believe in our format, this is the positive part of the podcast. (laughs) Displeased. Displeased that this show wasn't bad is what I am. Evan is very bad at saving the negatives for the negative section. (laughs) We know this about him. We love him anyway. I'm out of here. Bye. Just set it Continue, up. Continue, Ronnie. Yep. Um, yeah. So, I, I, it, like, I understand that it's convenient. I understand that, like, he has done nothing except for stand in the way of, you know, the two symmetrical face people from being together. Um, and, and that is, like, he doesn't really have a character. But, like, he had real stakes in this episode. He, like, was dynamic. He chose to do things that he decided he didn't want to do. He's kind of gotten over his, like, Mick St. John uh, jealousy thing just in time. Um, and the the whole idea at the end of, like, like I was not prepared for, for Beth to say, like, oh, you can save him, turn him into a vampire. That was an interesting twist for me. And the fact that he was just like, no, like, I no, like, that's not a solution here. And Beth being so hung up on, like, the vampire life, like... It, it was just it was interesting to me to like see that play out and have it come around for Mick to say like, yeah, I've thought a bunch about whether or not I would turn you into a vampire if the need arose and I'm not sure what I would do about it. And I don't know, that's using like, I don't know. And again, have not consumed much vampire media using vampirism to like keep somebody from dying at the moment of their death is new to me and I found it interesting. I, I was I was intrigued by that. Um episode 12, it doesn't matter what happened in episode 12 at all, because apparently the French Revolution was about vampires. And that, that's all <laughs> I need to know because that freaking rules. That freaking rules I know it's like like you know it uh, you know it, it it highlights the or it uh, minimizes the struggle of the French proletariat in in uh, you know r- uh, France at the time blah, blah, blah. but no vampires Louis the Louis the sixteenth or fourteenth or whoever whichever Louis it was was a vampire and so were all siblings slash kids and I am so here for it. That's why they invented the guillotine. That's why they invented hanging the guillotine. Didn't work. It makes sense. It makes so much sense. You know, I'm the into guillotine it. was invented. The guillotine was actually invented as satire. Was it? Yeah. The dude who invented them was like, if you're gonna he was he was extremely anti death penalty and he was like, if you're gonna fucking kill all these people, why don't you just build a machine apparatus to kill them quicker quicker and more efficiently, like this? And then they actually made it and they actually used it. He was like, he was like doing a criticism. Mm. I'd love to give you that and be like, oh, that's interesting. But it's not true because they invented the guillotine to kill vampires in the French Revolution. And like I said at the beginning with my Gavroche bit, that makes Les Mis even cooler than Les Mis was originally. Well, Les Mis was the student revolution. Right. Oh, is that different than the French Revolution? Yeah. Yes, ah, that's a different revolution. Look at me. Yeah. There have been a lot of revolutions in France. <laughs> look at me. The French Just... people love revolting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, my intro bit makes less sense now, but 
what doesn't make less sense is this show because it's it it's fantastic. Um, do we have positives, babe, or are we just gonna like rip this um, show to shreds? I, I liked I liked that we got a Joseph episode. I don't know that I was totally satisfied with it, but I do like Joseph a lot, and it did break up this whole like Coraline thing that yeah. keeps this thing that keeps happening. So I'll give him that. Um, watching vampires fight is cool. Yeah. I like the i I like the idea of uh like this this like mortal cure thing like curing vampirism is not a thing you see in vampire Mm-mm. media. Mm-mm. So the concept of like a thing that can cure vampirism and like do they want it or not? Right. Is interesting. He talks about taking it to his buddy Guillermo and being like, oh, mm-hmm. can't we just... It's like, oh, uh, no, people are going to... It's like very much like, what is it, X-Men 2 or X-Men 3, where they like think of... Like they find a mutant cure and people are like, oh, that's Why not... Why did a- you go to the movies and not just bring up the comic where it Because happens. I don't remember... I didn't read those comics. I just read, okay. I just saw <laughs> X2 and The very bad X-Men, X-Men, X-Men movie. Stand. Yeah. That happened, yeah. That's the one I've seen. And, and they talk, you know, okay. some people see it as a cure and some people see it as an extinction. Well, that's a position of privilege where Storm is like, I can make clouds. You don't need to be cured. And Rogue is like, if I touch someone with my skin, they die. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that Toad, Toad, the X-Man yeah. Toad, yeah. I'm sure he's would love a cure. He is pretty uh, <laughs> not, not too light on the eyes. I don't know yeah. if that's a mutant Angel thing. Angel is like, look at my majestic naked body. I have these beautiful wings and an eight pack. And Nightcrawler's like, I have two dicks and weird hands and I'm covered in fur. <laughs> does Nightcrawler you have shut two your mouth. Dicks? Nightcrawler is beautiful. Nightcrawler does have two dicks. Yeah. That's as, per, as per a writer, okay. it's like authorial intent. It's not in the comics sure. anywhere. <laughs> sure. Hmm. If you want some good, uh, good Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler smell, I got some Twitters you can follow. Nightcrawler's beautiful. I would fuck Nightcrawler. I was going to say, yeah, is oh, Nightcrawler I mean, a vampire? Saying, can I change my answer? <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's Morbius, the living vampire, yeah. played by Jared Leto. That movie's actually still happening, believe it or not. Wow. Really, though? Yeah, that that movie's happening. Wow. Yeah. Is that it's going to be in the Venom thing? universe. I was going to say, yeah, yeah that has gonna, to be a Sony thing. Yeah. It's going to be in Tom Hardy's uh, Venom universe. That movie was wild. It was. That is going to be the horniest It was a ride. Universe. It was a... Hey. Hey. <laughs> Everyone wants to fuck Venom. Okay. We got Blade coming back. He's a half vampire. Does he count? Can we fuck Blade? Uh, Yeah. I'm yeah. going to say yeah. Blade's a good choice. All right. I was All talking right. about this show. Yeah, we were talking about this um, bad show. D- uh, X-Men did the would you would you cure yourself if you could thing like so much better than this. But okay, I'll grant that this was an, like an interesting angle. This and that has consistently been a piece of praise I've had for this show. They've been fairly innovative with their vampire lore concepts. I still think they aren't executing the stories associated with those concepts well. I would like to speak on that later, uh, but, but let's continue with uh, with our good, good bit. Our, our good, positives. Our positives. Yeah, Tell me good, more about why you good. why you both loved this show. There were some good there were some good fight scenes in these episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the special effects are still a bit wonky, but uh, overall, seeing Mick St. John like throw people or slam their faces into things or kick them real far. He's like a good kicker. He's got a real good kick. Uh, that's just fun. It's fun seeing, like, 
someone toss other folks around like a rag dolls. Like like rag dolls. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, like that's that's some good fun stuff. I can mm-hmm. turn my brain off and watch uh you know, generic handsome man throw some motherfuckers. I don't think he's that handsome, but okay. He's he's very generically handsome. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say he's hot. He's very he is extremely generic that he, he is. He's generic handsome man. He's a default human man. He's He's the character that comes up the first time you open the character creator. Yeah, They're like, exactly. look, here is a default handsome white man, and then you can make them inst- interesting. That's that's exactly the vibe I was going for when I was saying that everyone in the early 2000s looked the same. If he committed exactly a crime, it. he would never, ever be captured. Yes. He looks like the default character model. Exactly. They would bring a witness to the police precinct to draw the the face, and they'd be like, this is literally everybody that's ever existed. This could be anyone. Uh, you know, sometimes when you start a video game, you just want to get into it, and maybe, you know, you've, you've, <laughs> you've done enough character creators in your time, and you just want to play Skyrim, you know? You, you've already Are played you it kidding? on the Xbox. Sometimes, the, maybe the, if you start the, on the Switch, you just want to get into if it. Griffin and Justin have taught us anything. It's that you can make art. You can make art with a character creator. The character creator is the best part of the game as far as I'm concerned. You can't even ever that see is the, the face, though, really. I will spend an hour and a half trying to get my character's makeup just right. Look, uh, in Dragon Age, when I'm making out with my love interest, I gotta, like, no, I gotta yeah. have their face right. Granted, I have not I gotta have Dragon my Age. face good. Dorian deserves the best. Dorian only deserves the most beautiful elven twink. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Before we go down another thirsty rabbit hole, <laughs> bringing up Dorian Pavis. Um, yeah, I don't know that I have more positives. Oh, Donnie Yen in Blade Two. I fucked Donnie Yen in Blade Two. Okay. <laughs> that was a that was a, a late starter. I forgot but... Donnie Yen played a super sexy vampire in Blade 2. I didn't know that Donnie yeah, Yen played a Gu- sexy Guillermo vampire. Guillermo del Toro's Blade. The good one. Guillermo del Toro knows what he's about. Yeah, that's The man he, knows what he's doing. That's why you had Donnie Yen in it. Play a sexy vampire. Anyway. In the um, scene where, um, where, like, they find out that Joseph is alive, he's just, like, chilling in Mick's apartment, I feel like I was happier than Mick was to see Joseph alive. Oh, I, I knew for sure that Joseph was not dead. I, I I let myself like it's it's like unintelligent people with magic, and they're just like I I just like <laughs> give myself over to the thrill of being surprised sometimes when I'm watching these shows. Like I you know, it, 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 you know if they don't show me a body, I don't trust it. Right, right. Oh, well, that, that's yeah. Mm. I do. I I you know I'm very trustworthy. I'm very gullible. That's why Phasma's um, still alive. Phasma's definitely still alive in my heart. Uh, can we talk about negatives, Can we do negatives? Please? Before we get please, to Ronnie. negatives, before we get okay. to negatives, I want to talk okay. about okay. Um, okay. the the format of this show and, and the formula and why why I do think it is it is lacking in some areas. Just not in these four episodes because they were absolutely perfect. Um, but before that, we're going to take a quick break and hear from uh, some other shows on the Lunar Light Studio Network. Welcome to the ad firm of Parker, Lennox, and Rose. 
Our job is to take your brand and bring it to the forefront of the cultural zeitgeist. None of us have studied advertising. In fact, we don't know anything about business at all. The one thing we do know is how to make your product a viral failure. Coke is just better than Dr. Pepper because Coke did not... Dr. Pepper already did their own advertising by having an actual advertisement where the slogan was, It's not for women. <laughs> <laughs> this is Advertising. Brought to you by Lunar Light Studio every other Monday. Available on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now we're back. We're back. And uh, I just want you to know that I've cracked the code. I've cracked the code of Moonlight. And here it is. Every episode works like this. Step one. They set up an interesting scenario. We've we've been on board with this. This has been like a common thing. They're concepts. They bring it up. They're interesting. They they make us say, huh. It's new. It's fresh. Things that make you go. Things uh-huh. that make you go. I just want to I just want to voice right here that I have not found many of these concepts all that innovative because oh. I've watched Angel and Buffy. But you guys can continue. All right. Well, we'll just watch. I will Angel accept that as a critique because I haven't seen Angel or Buffy, yeah. so I can't. I can't I just, know. I haven't been These... as blown away by the concepts that, as you and Ronnie have because I... I've watched. I think maybe a bit more vampire media. So, I so if not blown, blown away, away per... yeah, yeah. If not blown away, then like it's so interesting. Like uh, intrigued. I, I hope they're not doing, and and maybe I don't want to know the answer to this. I hope they're not doing like a carbon copy from uh, Angel. Um... <laughs> Okay, I don't want to know. Anyway, I'm going on to step two. Yeah, you're, uh, good. you're good. Keep going. Keep going. I so just want to voice my dissent. Sure, sure. They yes. set up that interesting scenario. Step two, they use that interesting scenario to play off the relationship dynamics in the show. They like use it to stir up drama between Beth and her boyfriend, or between Mick and Joseph, or Mick and Coraline, or Mick and Beth. Like they they do that. Those relationships that are uh, they're not all that great. They're not. They're not fantastic. Joseph Mick is an interesting dynamic. Uh, two platonic dude friends. Um, Do you think they've ever fucked? Dudes being dudes, just dudes being bros, <laughs> sucking each other's dicks. Not gay. Just two dudes being bros. Two dudes in the hot tub. Um, Realistically speaking, if you were an immortal vampire and Mick has lived what, like seventy-five years? He said, "Yeah, eighty yeah. years." You'd probably try some stuff. Yeah, at least once. Right. I mean, you just gotta, like, you gotta get bored. You gotta wonder after a while. Yeah. Like, you go your whole life. You gotta wonder. Yeah. I'd imagine. All vampires are gay. Continue. So platonic or not, the relationships are not all up to snuff. So that's that's the issue, is they they use these scenarios specifically to uh, drum up conflict or you know uh, drama um and they spend time just all the time of the episode marinating in that and really like engaging in in this this dynamic because we had this scenario that popped up in the early beginning of the episode and then step four they quickly and easily wrap up the loose ends of the original scenario because it doesn't matter anymore because the effect has already been had on the characters and they're just going to keep going about their lives with this having happened and that's all that matters. Like, 
It, I it, I agree with that synopsis. I think that's very good read on the the whole situation. And that's the issue is that if if I think it's it's maybe chalked up to the fact that there is not really a big bad to this season. Like ev- they have to quickly just like oh we we did all the drama between Nick or Mick and Beth. And oh, but there is this really, really prominent drug cartel guy that we do need to dispatch within the next two minutes of the episode. That, that Mick is going to murder. That Mick's going to murder. That's fine. He's going to vampire murder. Yeah. I was going to take a shower halfway through that episode. And I was like, oh, man, he hasn't even gotten back to the cartel guy. It clearly, like, we are not far enough into this episode i looked at the app and there were three minutes left and i was like oh i guess i'll just sit and wait because this is gonna happen nice and quick like they don't they don't pay any respect to the actual scenario they set up because all it has to do is is to infuse drama between the characters and that is that is why i think this show doesn't quite work because there's no real real stakes because we know at the end of it mick is just going to go into vampire mode that no one can stop him and He's going to, like, destroy everything. I have to bring up Mick trying to save the boyfriend's life. And all of that weird bullshit. Yeah, all of that medical bullshit that he was doing was such bullshit. I'm going to tie the necklace around his artery. You like tie a chain, like, a ne- like it, to, it, you're going to fish in there. Where's your forceps, Guy? Where are you going to... He's the, got his, vampire hands. The, the artery's just sticking hands. out. That's not... He was a medic in World War Two Or one, I don't know. He's going to... He's gonna he's gonna cauterize the the jugular with a cigarette lighter. He's gonna what? <laughs> also, he's gonna what? Also, I have to bring up Twilight here because while Twilight is by all accounts not a great book series, its strongest part was its side characters. Twilight has very interesting side characters who you wish the story focused on instead of Edward and Bella, who are pretty boring. But uh, Carlisle. And that's right, I remember his name. The Doctor. Edward's daddy. Mm. Edward's vampire daddy. Edward's daddy. Was was a doctor before he got turned into a vampire, and that's why he then didn't want to eat humans, is because he spent his whole life trying to save people. And so he just goes around as an immortal vampire doctor, like, inventing medical cures and helping people and shit. And... That was infinitely more interesting than Mick's throwaway line of "I was a medic in World War II. and it's like, really, that's all you're gonna you're gonna give us? You haven't mentioned this before. I'm sure you're not gonna bring it up again. But like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's I, it. also Carlisle was just the best character of that yeah. series. Uh, Jasper was also pretty interesting. All, all the side characters were interesting. Uh, Rosalie, who, like, murdered her rapist in the wedding dress mm-hmm. and, like, hunted down each of the individual fuckers that, like, were part of it and murdered them all while wearing the same dress is the most extra vampire story I've ever heard. And the fact that it's relegated to, like, a paragraph is bullshit. Even Edward was more interesting before Bella showed up. He was a vigilante. He, like, left his pacifist dad and was like, I'm Nightwing now. And was, like, going around... <laughs> I'm Nightwing now, bitch! And going around murdering people, like, vigilante style. And I would have read the shit out of that. Anyway, I digress. Um, the the medical stuff in that episode was bullshit. Yeah. Also. Uh, also the part where she was like, this is a child's blood. It's pure. Like, and I'm talking not about a vampire, but about a a toxicologist... Or like a, a microbiologist, some, somebody, 
uh, a lab technician who was analyzing blood was like, I can tell that it's a child's blood because it has no toxins in it. That wasn't her voice. This is just the voice I imagine someone would have when they explain how a child's blood is pure. <laughs> but that's not a thing. That's not a thing, just for your information. That's not how blood works. How do you know? Are you a phlebotomist? Are you a phlebotomist, Evan? I work in laboratory accreditation. <laughs> Mm, okay. <laughs> I just turned my brain off for the medical stuff. Like, real? I don't know. Real talk, just... though. Besides, oh, I have a positive. Damn it. Positive, Mick St. John gets turned human and orders a fuck ton of delivery. Yes, he and does. And if that ain't the first yeah, thing I yeah. would do, then if oh, that ain't legit. the first shit I'd do of That's like, legit. I'm ordering me a pizza, I'm mm -hmm. ordering me some pizza pockets, because it tastes different. Uh -huh. It's a different type of, type of pizza. I'm ordering some Chinese food, I'm gonna get some sushi, I'm gonna mm -hmm. get mm -hmm. some oh, chicken wings. Yes, and, it was very and, relatable. That was very good. And Mick St. John is loaded. Like, he is super rich. But he doesn't order from, yeah. like, the Ritz-Carlton. He's got a bunch of white styrofoam containers sitting up there with fried chicken mm -hmm. and ribs mm -hmm. and pizza and all the good stuff. It was very relatable. Uh-huh. So negatives. Um, oh. Mick, Mick is human, and he gets the shit beat out of him by these two vampires. And one, Mick spends a lot of time fighting vampires. It's, like, his favorite hobby, like... Mick spends the amount of time fighting vampires that I spend listening to Critical Role right now, which is all of my free time. And he tries to beat these vampires up in ways that he knows don't work because humans are constantly trying to beat him up with these ways. Like he hits the guy with a metal bat and tries to punch him and stuff. And then two, Mick's body is made of rubber, even in human form, because he busts through a car and busts through a metal dumpster and he's he walks away. Yeah, after they've turned his ass human, he just, they throw him against a dumper, dumpster and the dumpster gets dented and he's like, all right, all right, all right, none of my ribs are shattered, this is fine. And it, like, I, I need, I need some, uh, I need to believe it and I did not believe any of it. Also, why did Mick not turn the boyfriend human? Because as far as I'm concerned, there's zero downside to being a vampire. Um, also, I want to point out that at that juncture where he refused to turn the guy into a vampire to save his life, he fully 100p believed that there was a cure to vampirism because Coraline had been cured, and he did not know that the cure was temporary at that point. He thought that she had just turned herself into a human, like, all the way, lickety-split forever, and he was... Telling Beth, like, I can't turn him into a vampire. I can't give him that curse. So, like, not only is there no downside to being a vampire, but he genuinely believed at that point that vampirism could be cured. And he spent, like, 20 minutes trying to save this dude's life. So it's not as though this was a split-second panic decision he had to make. You know, he, he, he had a bit to consider it. I will say this is right after uh, the episode where we learned that Joseph botched a siring of a vampire. Joseph, who is a very accomplished vampire, uh, you know, uh, did a bad job of it. And Mick, ostensibly, we have to assume, has never sired a vampire before. Like, that's that's his like, whole thing. It's like, you wouldn't I want do to do I do fully this. believe that he has not sired a vampire before then. But his whole, like, I can't do it, it's a curse. Like, 
at most it's an inconvenience to you, Mick St. John, because mm-hmm. it's literally daylight right now and you've been outside all day. And, and you got your sweet blood supply on the reg from your guy at the morgue. Yeah. Like, you don't have to, you know, it's not, it ain't a hard life. You're super rich. But, super rich. You got it, superpowers. But that's, but that's like the show. Like the show's whole conceit, mm-hmm. like whether or not they show it well, the show's conceit is that it's bad to be a vampire. And if he does that, then it's I the show just. buy it. Yeah, I don't buy it either. I Being buy a vampire it a little seems great. Bit. They, I buy they literally. They they made a drug that was a a drug because it made people feel like a vampire because apparently being a vampire feels amazing all the time. You're horny and you're sexy and you have superpowers and what? you wear better clothes. <laughs> this this comes back to the angel thing where angel is consistently shot at night and like in the dark and if angel does go outside he catches on fire and runs from scene to scene which made it really difficult to do any sort of thing serious because angel would catch on fire and have to pat himself out when he got inside and that kind of ruins any tension so they had to shoot the show at night because they stuck to their vampire rules where this show it's like oh being outside and the sun Sucks, am I right? And it's like, yeah, the sun sucks. Cool. Like, there's no downside, my dude. Um, the, besides the boyfriend dying, like, I mustn't turn him into a vampire thing. Um, honestly, killing the boyfriend just felt like a lazy way of getting him out of the way so they wouldn't have to deal with... They were... It felt like the writers were sick of writing that emotional, tri-directional, like, not quite a love, the love triangle. It felt like they were sick of writing the love triangle, and they're like, "Ah, all right, let's off the boyfriend. We'll make it real emotional so that she has to, like, deal with it for an episode, but just off him so that she can fuck Mick. That's how we're going to do this. She also seemed pretty over it in the following episode. (laughs) She was really over it. She was over it very fast. Uh, speaking of the emotional, uh, you know, Mick or, um, Josh and Beth, uh, leading up to it, uh, it's time for my favorite segment of Moonlight. It's what obscure, uh, early 2000s music played at a weird time of the show. So good. This was very good. We got a little bit of, uh, of, of, of uh, a throwback to Ronnie's MySpace song. That auto played on his page yes! in 2008, 2009. That's Calling You by Blue October. Oh which, which you can hear right now. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's, it was such, as with all songs that I recognize in this show, it did not fit. It was, like, such an upbeat love song for this, like, we know bad stuff's about to happen kind of thing. Like, it just, it was oh, so weird. I have to bring this up just because it was such a bizarre coincidence. I had not heard Wake Me Up by Evan Essence in, like, uh, I don't know. 
probably six or seven years at least. And we had just talked about it uh, on the, was it Wake Me Up or was it My Immortal? Anyway, it doesn't matter. It, it was My Immortal. Um, My Immortal by Evanescence. And I'm like, I, I go to these workout classes at the gym because I have a gym membership through my work. And the very day after we recorded that podcast, the teacher of this class put on like, uh, like, a trance version of that song to lift weights to. And I was having like these flashbacks, like war flashbacks. St. John <laughs> rescuing a uh, little, little, little baby. Back. That. And then also of actually the year 2007, like being in high school and like sitting in the parking lot with my friend. It was just such a bizarre, it was a bizarre confluence of events. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This show keeps on with that. They find they find just the, the very good song choices. The, the song choices that are definitely going to bring up the most nostalgia. Well, I guess it's not even nostalgia because this was made at the time when the songs were coming out. They they wanted to give oh, people yeah, ten were, years from now. These were popular. nostalgia. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. My uh, calling you by Blue October. While it was a great song for Ronnie in high school, did not fit the mood of uh, of this show, unfortunately. So I enjoyed hearing it. It was it was a throwback, but. Uh, I ranted. I I got my negatives out. Uh, mostly, I just I find it very hard to follow what the hell is going on. Yeah, like I, in each of these episodes, it frustrates me a lot. Okay, I know that like Coraline has the vampirism cure or whatever, but it really bothers me the extent to which Mick seems extremely susceptible to Coraline Coraline's bullshit. Like she's a crazy person. She is a uh, we've established time and time again that she is a violent, crazy person who turned you into a vampire against your will and then kidnapped a small girl to try to manipulate you into violent sex. Her. Yeah, or in like, like really violent sex. Like, and then did this incredibly elaborate thing where she set up a murder arson and turned herself into a human just to like mind fuck him and pretend like it was like yeah those are some ooh, hoops that they ooh, jumped ooh. through to get there that we will never return to to resolve <laughs> yeah so Cor Coraline is an a crazy person a violent dangerous crazy person and Mick knows this like he's the one who murdered her in the first place or attempted to because she's a violent, crazy person. And he seems incredibly willing to just be like, oh, oh, really? She, that sounds legit. She okay. could have been giving him vampire poison. Like, she could have set up this whole elaborate thing to poison him. Mm -hmm. And he just took it willingly, not knowing what it would do. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've established that it, either in this episode and last episode... He spends all of his time trying to fight vampires. He's not very good at fighting vampires. Like, he ends up, like, killing people at the end, and it's all well and good. But, like, the way to get there is a long and winding path. He is not... He's super gullible. He's super over-trusting. And he's also... We talk about Coraline being dangerous and, and, and unstable. He's super dangerous, and he's not a good person. Like, he does all this bad stuff mm -hmm. constantly. Like, the show does not 
uh, give us that. Like, the show wants us to believe that he is, like, the good guy. But, I mean, Coraline ought to be worried about him. He murdered the fuck out of that dude. He murdered so many people. Yeah. Yeah, he vampire murdered that dude, too. He didn't, like, murder him with a gun or anything, either. He sucked the blood right out of him. It was very dramatic. It's wild. It's wild. Those cleaners those man. cleaners are on speed dial for Mick. It was great that we got to see the cleaners again. Yes. I'm not positive. Cleaners yes. are great. Cleaners are awesome. Fantastic. Mick's like, oh, it wasn't me, but I thought I'd do the courteous thing and call and have you clean up after. It's like, yeah, that seems like something that just ha- would just happen. Um, the, yeah, I like, you know, these show, these episodes were absolutely perfect. Um, I definitely, you know, it, it occurred to me later that this might not be the case and it might be trying to show that they hit like, you know, your major leg artery, whatever it's called. But I definitely thought that the show was your trying to moral artery, for moral artery. Thank you. Like, I thought that the show was trying to make a point of that he got shot in the dick and that that was going to come back later. It, uh, <laughs> that's not, that's no, not no. I mean, I got, means. I got no. to it. The other thing, Mick is a vampire. And apparently we see in this last episode, episode 12, that the outside of his apartment is this like gothic cathedral with gargoyles all over and stuff like, why is this the first time we're seeing this? Why haven't we seen a vampire? What? Let's use this set piece a little bit rad. more. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love all of it. It's so good. I'm super excited to watch more of it. I wish they would have like leaned into Beth being like, like at the end of the episode where Beth uh, stabs Coraline, she doesn't look like she shows any remorse. Like even after she realized she's a human, she kind of just was like, yeah, so fucking what? Uh, I wish they would have like leaned hard into that. that. Yeah. I, I forgot wish- about that. Yeah, Beth very briefly became a hard ass. Yeah, that whole episode, they, I loved it. She was real, like, revenge-seeking. Yeah, she stabbed another human in the chest with a wooden stake. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> Fuck yep, wild. They, I w- I, yeah, and I, I don't know how they would have gone about that to make her, like, remain like, yeah, fuck Coraline. Like, she kidnapped me. And like tried to make me her child with this fake bedroom that she designed in in her house. Like, no good, not okay. Uh, I don't know how they would have like kept that going, but I wish that it would have stayed. Like, yeah, I, don't, I stabbed her. I don't care that she's human. Fuck that lady. Would have yeah, been interesting. Been cool. Yeah, yeah. Would have gave her character a little bit more depth. These episodes are long. I do feel like that. Like these episodes. Yeah. You uh you text you you message that you thought you were almost done the last episode and i was like i feel that these episodes do tend to drag a bit um and even the joseph one i felt like it was like three episodes in one i was i was confused but we watched four of them weird pacing we watched four of these weirdly paced long episodes uh evan yes ronnie these four plus every episode we've watched up to this point all 12 episodes so far of moonlight uh is it working for you? No. Mm. I it definitely like I had some positive things to say about it at the beginning, but I'm I'm coming to a point where I'm dreading watching more. I'm just not enjoying it. So no, mm. sorry. Uh Andy. Yeah, Ronnie. 
these 12 episodes of the vampire drama moonlight is it working for you you know what ronnie um as a whole i kind of i was kind of on the fence in the first one and then i was kind of on the fence in the second one this third batch i said no um i'm gonna give it a no but i'm confident that the show can turn around in the final four what gives you that confidence based on what you've said about the show this episode? Not much, but you know what? <laughs> Mick St. John, he's best when he's down, baby. You think he, you think he's down and out, but he's going to turn it around. There's going to be lots of vampires to fight in these upcoming episodes, so hopefully those will, those will look like some good vampire one, fights. One fucking great action scene can turn me around. I hear it. I love it. I love it. Hey, Ronnie. Oh, yeah. What's up? All one million episodes of Moonlight <laughs> that we've watched so far. Are they working uh, for you? From your lips to every screenwriter's ears that there might be a million episodes of this show. I'm into it. I, uh, I, 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 I definitely doubted the show last week. I doubted that they had the chops to turn it around. But if every episode is just going to be like, yeah, so, uh... All the ancient Egyptians, they were actually vampires, and they, uh, <laughs> they buried cats with them, because vam- you know how vampires love cats? Like, uh, like I'm just, I'm just going to be so in for them, just have, eviscerating- Have I got a movie for you, Ronnie, about Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, I'm, I have not seen Abraham, as I've not seen any vampire media, I have not it's seen Abraham Anthony Lincoln Mackie Vampire Slayer. It. Does it? The, yeah, he's I gotta Abraham Lincoln's see, best friend. I gotta see Abraham Lincoln the, the Vampire Slayer. The book was fairly entertaining. I mean, bizarre, but fairly entertaining. The the movie fell a little short, in my opinion. But if you uh, if, if you, you just want cons- some silly vampire action, yeah, if you just want some silly vampire nonsense, go for it. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into this show. I'm into them eviscerating world history for the sake of just creating just bonkers vampire lore. I am. I'm here for it, and I'm excited for where they're going in the future. Um, Kirsten, you want to put in your two cents? We're going to have a surprise guest on the podcast. Surprise special guest on the the podcast. I think this is the second time Kirsten has been on. I think, I think she said hi. I think she said hi. I think she said hi in, in one bit once. Hi, Kirsten. Hello. Hi. How are you guys? Uh, Kirsten. We're great. (laughs) Kirsten said that together. We we've watched uh, twelve episodes of uh, of the CW Seeds uh, Moonlight. Uh, is it working for you? Yeah, I like it. There we go. It's a good I, show. I'm sad that I missed some of the episodes. Um, yeah, I like it. I would keep watching it. I'm kind of sad that they didn't have a second season. Kirsten actually asked. She said, "So did did this show get canceled just because of what? Did, what did you?" Because the whole Coraline thing kind of got wrapped up, like oh she, yeah, she said that the content was gone. Like after Coraline was wrapped up, then there was no more content. And I said, she said, you know, because it's a good show. And I said, I feel like that's an unpopular opinion. I agree with you right now. <laughs> it's really, it's it's actually not because the show has fairly good reviews. Yeah, I don't the show know how has very many, good reviews. I don't know how many looks. of those were left years later as nostalgia. You know, because I'm talking about re- review aggregate sites like IMDb, where people can go anytime and rate it. So it's very hard to tell how many of those people saw it when it came out and loved it, and how many of those people found the IMDb IMDb page 
thought fondly about having watched several episodes and then rated it highly, but certainly, certainly more people than just Kirsten like it. Mm-hmm, uh, Andy mm-hmm. and I are just joyless sobs. You're, quali- you're <laughs> qualifying a lot that why people like this good, good show. I've never watched a vampire show, so I don't have anything Me to Me too. That's to. my entire shtick on this entire run of episodes. I've not consumed any vampire media. Yeah, and like for me, I don't like scary things. It was scary enough to be interesting, but not too scary that like I have nightmares going to sleep. At <laughs> Except is... for that one episode, it was a little too scary. But for the most part, it was like not bad. For the love of God, you two need to watch Buffy and Angel. You guys would enjoy it. I know. It's not that. Is it scary sometimes? No. No. Okay. We could pick up Buffy. As, I don't know much about it, but I, I understand that it is a little silly. Season, should we? Should we? Should seasons one and four of Buffy are bad. I'm just going to toss that out there. Seasons one and four, not great. But two and three, amazing. And all of Angel is great. Should two people who have consumed zero vampire uh, media start a podcast where they watch through Buffy? <laughs> yes! You two <laughs> should do a podcast together where you watch through well, Buffy and watch Angel. I think, it w- I think it would be an embarrassment to say we've consumed vampire media by saying we've watched the CW Seeds Moonlight. I don't <laughs> think that really counts. Yeah, I don't know if it, 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 it doesn't fully count, I don't yeah. think. Well, thank you so much for sharing your, your sharing your opinion with us, Kirsten. That means that, yeah. that it confirms everything I've said. Anytime. Peace out. Great to have you on the show. Uh, Famous so in South Korea now. We are so huge in South Korea. I just got a, yeah. I just got an email. We are off the charts in South Korea, so we got to do something to drum that back I up. I love it. Um, Everybody learn to speak Korean immediately. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Working on it. Uh, if you are listening and, uh, you know, from South Korea and you want to get into this show a little more, you can follow us on Twitter at pending pod, follow us on Facebook at pending pod, follow us on Instagram at ending pending, follow us. Uh, you can send us an email pending pod at gmail.com. Uh, and as always, you can find us on lunarlightstudio.com. Um, hell yeah. Yeah, there are Hell great, yeah. great shows uh, coming up soon. Coming, there, there are great shows that exist, like Storyboard, like uh, Cryptid Keeper, like Netflix and Kill just Netflix had me and on, Kill. and I adored it. I talked oh, about awesome. The Witch, which is a phenomenal movie. It is a great movie. Is that episode out yet? The episode I don't think has the- dropped yet. But dost thou want to live deliciously? Is uh, we discussed that quite a bit. Very good. That's the vitch, right? With the the, the two V's, the vitch, the vivitch, the vivitch. Love I think, that. I think it is like that because that's just how they did it with early printing presses to make a W. I'm not sure, but um, very good movie. But it's meant, yeah. It's just the witch. And uh, we we me and uh, me and my friends over at Netflix and Kill have opinions on it. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Check all that out at uh, LunarLightStudio.com. Also, check out Patreon.com slash LunarLightHQ. Andy and I's uh, Lunar Light Heist episode is going to drop soon. Yeah! Where we we steal all the concepts from all the podcasts, and we do it not nearly as well as they do, but it's still fun. Those rubes, those (laughs) fools, we steal every single one of their podcasts. It's great. It's fun times. It's very good. 
uh, I am going to be doing a new show that is, I don't know if it's going to be uh, a podcast on the Patreon feed or if I'm just going to do little bits in here and there, but keep your eye out for that. That's a new thing that's coming down the pike. No, uh, no, Ooh. no, no real information there, but uh, it's, it's something you can check out. Uh, that's at patreon.com slash lunalighthq. Uh, we will see you next week for the finale of Moonlight. I'll be sad to see it go. Kirsten will be sad to see it go. Andy, you'll maybe be sad to see it go. Evan has not been on board we'll this see. entire time. Uh, <laughs> I know. I actually the first four episodes I said were working. Look, okay. I know I'm miserable, okay. but I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not soulless. I got you. I got you. So we'll be back with the fi- finale. Uh, next pick is Andy's. So get get those gears a turning uh, for what show we're going to cover next. Look, I have a show I want to do, but I don't know if it's practical. Okay. Uh-oh. That's scary. That's scary. So, After watching a 16-episode rem- show, that makes me very nervous. <laughs> let's let's all strap in and not tell Pawn Shop Blue. Okay, how about that? Love it. Yep. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. 